Look who's here. It's James. Hi, James. Hey, how you doing? Jack, great to see you. Looking good, great. Good, good to see, see you. Oh, thank you for you lie so well. That's really nice of you. <laughs> no. I appreciate that. Jeb's here, too. We just arrived uh, on the grounds at, uh, at the uh, uh, Sebring... Oh, let's see if I can do this right here. The, uh, the, 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 U, the U.S. Sport Aviation Expo. Okay. I think that's right. All right. Um, and uh, it's a beautiful day here, and there's lots of airplanes. We, Jeb and I literally walked through the gate like five minutes ago and crossed paths with James uh, uh, very quickly. So we've been catching up and chatting. And uh, But uh, so you've been here. Now, I know you don't want to admit this, but you've been here a couple hours or something like I that. I have been, and I am a, a kind of ashamed to admit because I am really an LSA ignoramus. Well, that's okay. What's your perspective as, a, as an LSA, you know, newbie or on the edges here? What's, what have you seen? I mean, we literally walked from the gate to here. Uh, there's a lot of airplanes, but we haven't been up and down the aisles. Have you? I have. There's, a, as always, a tremendous variety of LSAs, so it's kind of whatever you're into. If you're the kind that just has a cow pasture and you just want to get up and have some kind of parasail above you, you've got equipment that can do that. If you're looking for something to go cross-country in, it looks sporty and speedy, you got that. You've got your 172 look likes you've got sort of your pick of amphibians of land aircraft the only thing is they all have one engine of course but they're rotax they're 100 horsepower they're uh fadec in some cases it's very modern looking technology glass panels so obviously lsas continue to evolve and have all the technology that you would find in any certificated aircraft the question we all have. I have is, you know, when are, are people going to buy them en masse? And can this lead to a revival of general aviation? Have you been to this event in past years? I was down two years ago. I came down and spent a few days and really enjoyed it. This is a great spot to come to. You know, it's kind of like Sun and Fun used to be the first event of the warmer weather. Well, if you're in Florida, this could qualify for that. And it's, it's fantastic to be here and to see all the activity and all the enthusiasm. Yeah. How do you compare then? Do you remember what it was like two years ago? Was it bigger, smaller? I, my impression is it was about the same size, just about the same size. As we know, there have been more than 100 LSAs for a couple of years now, and it, they all seem to come here. And if some have dropped out, new ones have come in, and the net result is that it looks about the same to me. And that's, that's you know, it's pretty crowded. It's not not like Oshkosh. I mean, you can get through and see things in a day, but if you really want to kick tires and talk to the manufacturers, then it's good to have a couple of days here to be able to do that. Yeah. We caught you here outside the media trailer. Have you been inside? Are there any particular stories that are being touted uh, here? Very little. I think that, you know, they're... Uh, uh, kind of not quite set up, I guess, for us media folks, which is fine. We can sometimes rent for ourselves. So it's very quiet. I, really, I was looking on the media list of who's signed in, and a number of our colleagues are here. But there is no overall story, no big new product that I'm familiar with. Just, again, continuing evolution. Yeah. Are you here on behalf of any of your publication clients? I am not. I have no particular assignments. I'm here as a general aviation enthusiast. Yeah. Uh, 
How you doing? We haven't talked to you in a long time. How's your airplane? The airplane is doing great. It's great to have it back in Florida where I can get to it because since we last spoke, I, when I'm in New York, it's very hard to find the time and the, to get out to the airport and to get in the airplane and to fly around if I don't have somewhere to go. So it's a lot easier when I'm down in Florida and I've got an airport three miles away. Last week I went down to Sanford to see the folks at Aerosim where they do flight training programs from Abu Nisho to uh, get you your CFI in about nine months to a year. Mm -hmm. Very impressive. Today I'm down here. Uh, so I'm looking forward to spending time in the airplane. That owning a personal airplane thing, huh? Pretty good. Uh, it's fantastic. I mean, every time I'm in, I, I'm pinching myself. And so, you know, I keep waiting that, to see, as I say, GA to take off or to find its legs again, because I think it's just incredible, uh, just a wonderful experience. I always wonder why more people aren't into it, and I always tell myself, well, at least I'm around this one kind of window, small window and place perhaps, that somebody can actually go and do this and have adventures like this, and uh, man, I'll just never get over it. So what's next on the calendar for you? You got anything planned in the near future? Well, I am going back to El Salvador for the air show, but I am not going uh, in a flight of two with Patty. We're going down commercially. She's got somebody to fly her plane across the uh, the Gulf, so it'll be a shorter route. And the folks there extended tickets, airline tickets, and they've graciously invited me as well. So I'll be going down for that uh, next week. Oh, very cool, very cool. Yeah. So looking forward to that. And if anybody can make it, there is going to be an air show in Cozumel, I think, in the first weekend in February. And Patty's going to be there performing. So that's just right over the Gulf. It's a pretty much a hop, skip, and a jump from... Florida, so let me invite anybody who's looking for something exciting to do to head over to Cozumel, do some diving, see an air show, and enjoy yourself. All of our listeners in Cozumel, right? Yeah. <laughs> or here that want to go over to Cozumel. It's pretty short to get there, so. Very good. I know you're getting ready to head out of here, so uh, it's good to see you again. Great and uh, you, Jack. We'll, we'll see you at Southern Fun, though, right? Of course. Be okay. there. Okay, great. Take care. Safe trip home. Thank you very much. Great seeing you. So we're back now. It's about, uh, what would you say, it's like two hours after, three hours? How long have we been here? We've been here about three hours, yeah. And uh, Jeb and I have had a chance to wander around and, and check things out and kind of make a first pass. Uh, and uh, what do you think? Just, uh, well, I think it's uh, a lot very similar to last year. Uh, I think the um, this year's show is a little smaller than last year. I, I, there were some booths that were out occupying more of the grassy area. They were perhaps a little bit more densely packed on um, some of the paved areas. I, you know, that looks like a real 51 to me. It does, and it sounds like it, it too. It sounds like it, a real 51 to me, too. What's it doing out of sport aviation? I know. What we're deciding here is it is a real P-51. It really it is a real P-51, even though there is a very nice display of a very well-finished T-51. I, uh, I, I know it's experimental. I don't know if it's light sport or not. Uh, it's not light sport because it had top yeah. speed of like 180 knots. That would tend to take it out of the light speed, yeah. light, light sport category. I see light speed all the, all the time. Um, but it's a, it's a good show. It's well attended. All the uh, exhibitors I've talked with, are, are at least professed to be happy with the first day. This includes 
uh, airframe vendors who are out on the, uh, on the on the exhibit area, as it were, as well as uh, booth vendors who are inside the big tent. Uh, there does seem to be fewer of the booth vendors. Yeah, I agree with that. The overall, fewer exhibitors. Yeah. yeah. Overall, fewer exhibitors. Um, given the circumstances, given you know the realities in which we're living right now, I don't know that that's uh, um, a slide on the show or a slide on the industry or anything else. No, I don't think so either. I think and uh, so uh, we bumped into some friends. Let's see now who who ta- we saw, saw Dan Johnson, uh, the uh, head of Llama, and a uh, uh, guy who gave us Dave Higdon pilot. Uh, we saw, which we still hold against him to a great extent, uh-huh. but we we are willing to to look on on uh, look at all the the beneficial things that Dan has done for the industry since then. Yeah. In, in trying to make amends. Right. While we were talking earlier to uh, James uh, Mary Jones from EAA wandered by. We had a nice visit with her. Yeah. Uh, we saw Dave Allen from uh, other people's uh, airplanes and uh, pilot flight podlog. Uh-huh. We saw. Let's see who else did we see. We saw. Uh, uh, Turbo, Turbo, yeah, Turbo Ed, and uh, who's going to come and visit at Hidden River tomorrow? He, he professes to to 0900 tomorrow. I told him I'd be 0900. Out. I told him I'd be out there with a cup of coffee. Um, okay, all right, uh, I'm, I, folks. I will report back on how well that works out. All right. Um, Turbo is here, and he's going to come visit tomorrow, and he's going to come back again on Saturday when we are for yep. the uh, for the yep. meetup. Yeah. Uh, I want to say we mentioned, oh, Jim Sweeney. We saw Jim mm-hmm. Sweeney, uh, yep. who was doing booth duty for his day job. Right. Um, and uh, Jim is from the, uh, I think it's called the Powered Sport Flying Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Powered Sport Flying Radio. Or, yeah, I'm sorry, Jim. I should know the yeah, title better than yeah, that. I've I apologize. got the brochure in my bag, and I'm too lazy to bend over and pick it up. Well, hang on a second. Yep. Um, while, while Jeb's searching for that, uh, so another thing that Jim is involved in here, we're going to talk about this on the regular podcast too, but uh, he's involved with uh, the Illinois Department of Transportation is doing an ultralight and light plane safety seminar in March. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, let's see, now there must be a website address here someplace. Uh, apparently safety-seminar.com, and it's in, uh, in Springfield... Springfield, Illinois. That sounds right here. Yeah, so, yeah uh, I don't. I don't have uh, the uh, organization thing that uh, Jim's with. Yeah. Here's uh, the logo right here. Powered Sport Flying. So. Um, but uh, you know, looking over the show, it's it's all the big pieces are here uh, this year, just as they have been in recent years, and um, it's it's going to be a good show. It looks like everybody's upbeat and happy. They seem to be very happy, yeah. So let's talk for a few minutes about some of the airplanes we saw that are interesting. Any, any jump out here at you? Uh, a couple of names that I, I haven't seen before. One of them is the, um, and I'm going to blow this, um, uh, Bechtel, was it? Uh, right. Was it Bechtel? I don't think, if it's the one that where I finally found you when we were walking yeah, around. Yeah, that's not the... No, it wasn't Bechtel, it was like Bristol. Or Bristol, right. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. I hadn't seen that name before, and I looked at it, looked at the booth a little bit more closely. Um, it's, um, some of the name of the company was familiar, it looks like maybe some they had a new investor come in and added, the, added that name to the company or something. Um, they had a, uh, it's, it's basically a sport cruiser configuration, uh, but it's a little bit bigger cabin and cockpit than I think uh, uh, the sport cruiser is. It, nicely, little, nicely finished little airplane. I don't know, I, I snapped a, a cell phone photo of the spec sheet on it, and uh, 
hopefully they'll have a good show too. There was uh, that, by the way. That's the airplane that we saw earlier in the day. They were pushing it along the taxiway, and right. it, it got uh, it didn't have a space big enough to get through. Right. They spent about 15 minutes trying to wiggle it that long. Give them a little bit of credit. <laughs> it was a really entertaining thing to watch. Dave Allen actually shot some video. I don't know if that's ever going to find its way onto the net. Knowing Dave, it probably will. Knowing Dave, it probably will. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, yeah, that was kind of a cool airplane. But it looked very much like a sport cruiser. It's, yeah, it's, as I say, sport cruiser configuration. I'm sure there are, you know, both sides of that coin would would strenuously point out the various differences and and probably in, true. Engin engineering and in design and everything else. Um, the other one, um, and I can't think of the name of it either. It's FK. Yeah, right. Like a 50, uh, the biplane. The, Comet. The, yeah, the Comet. FK Comet. Yeah, the, yeah, it's a it's a biplane, two seat tandem, uh, LSA. It's got a Rotax in it now. It's my understanding that uh, when they fit a Lycoming in it, it'll be approved for aerobatics, and that's a nice little option to have in the light sport market. That's a good looking airplane. You you seem to think it's a little. It looks a little heavy. I, I think it looks a little. Yeah, not not as sleek as I would like to be. Uh -huh. I'm mean, a little spoiled because I've been introduced to these things through the pits and right. things like airplanes like that, yeah. which uh, which are a little shorter, a little sleeker. It, it looks it looks more like a Kristen Eagle than a Pitt. Mm -hmm. Now, is this the same airplane we heard about at Oshkosh last summer? They announced it. That was the first LSA aerobatic aircraft. I think it is. It, it may well be. I, I didn't catch which one they were thinking of last year at Oshkosh. Um, yeah, for some reason, I had on the brain that the one they were thinking about last year at Oshkosh was a monoplane. But I don't know. You know, that, and that's my image, too. But, again, I'm right. not sure if I actually saw a picture of it. I know I didn't see it in person at Oshkosh. Right. So, anyways, that's... But, uh, and, and, you know, a lot of the usual suspects are here. There's some sport parachutes. Um, I, I, let, me, let me rephrase that. There's some flying wings. Um, uh, that kind of thing. There was a... Uh, uh, gyrocopter uh, exercising above the crowd earlier. Um, Evector is here. Uh, I presume CT is here, although I did not see them. No, they were. As a matter of fact, okay. what I wanted to mention was uh, they were right next to the folks we were looking at towards the end there, the Renegade. Okay. Um, and that's an interesting airplane that we wandered over by. I was liking the tail dragger configuration. Um, a little bit of a funky paint job. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you were a little concerned about a about an LSA that had tiger mouth you know, teeth yeah, on the front. I think it's I think it's a little overkill myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the lines of that airplane. It's a side-by-side -side, uh, 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 stick-controlled aircraft. It's not unlike a, a, a Globe or Timco Swift configuration. Maybe that's in, why in I like tail, it. Yeah, in the tail dragger mm -hmm. uh, configuration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they have a they have a nose wheel configuration as well. Um, you were the one who, call, who who observed, and I didn't notice this that it's that the tail dragger one was configured left to right. Um, yeah, it, it, the tail dragger that they have here at the show is uh, configured to uh, mainly be flown from the right seat, and the, 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 for me, the telltale was that's where the mag switch is, you know, yeah. and, and the compass, and I, I was talking to the guy, and uh, um, apparently, uh, they were, someone was in the shop one night making uh, um, a panel, and perhaps not fully concentrating on what was going on, and put the blank in upside down, so instead of making a left-sided panel, they came out with a right-sided panel. 
and and picked up the phone and said, hey, do we want a right side, you know, uh, pick position airplane? Well, okay, fine. Oh, good, we got one. So, boom, that, that's that solved that yeah. problem. Apparently they had a customer waiting who conveniently wanted, uh, uh, apparently what he wanted was for the for the throttle to be on his left hand and the stick on his right hand. The, and the military style, yeah, yeah. And I can certainly see that. The Tabria version. Well, yeah, the Tabria version, but Cub and Champ and, yeah, and like that, too. But that's the kind of quote unquote the military style of, of uh, configuring those main controls. So, um, yeah, I can certainly see that. I, I, if it were me, I would try to figure out a way to just make a duplicate set of throttle and, and mixture controls on the left sidewall, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. What else? Yeah, you're right. A lot of the usual suspects, I saw two of my favorites. Uh, I still continue to like the Remos better than I like the CTLS. The CTLS is, it seems like a very nice airplane, but the lines of that one, again, I guess I'm very, I'm very sensitive to the sleekness and the lines, and I find the Remos to be, even though they're very, very similar design, I find the Remos to be more uh, visually appealing to me. I think I finally tumbled to why. The, the CTLSs have a much shorter, stubbier nose, um, the can't, the, 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 right, um, right. you know, whereas the Remos is not exactly, you know, long like a P-51, but, but it's, it's longer, and it well, works for me. You know, I, I certainly, I, I respect that opinion. I understand where you're coming from. There's a lot of sexy look at airplanes here. They really are. They really are. Uh, it's amazing what you can do with some carbon fiber and some fiberglass. Uh, and, and in fact, we were, the, um, the little tail dragger, the right seat tail, right drive, uh, t- right drive, right drive tail dragger we were uh, looking at, the, uh, uh, one of the one of the salespeople was talking to us, and we looked at the tricycle gear version, that in fact has this new Lycoming two oh so two thirty three I think they call it or something like that or is it something like that Yeah, it's a hundred horsepower. It, I think it's even rated up to one hundred ten if you spin it fast enough. Uh, but uh, at a normal uh, RPM, it's rated at one hundred horsepower, and um, they had. They just installed it in the in the tricycle gear version of this particular airplane, and um, it's called it's Renegade uh, um, Renegade Light Sport Aircraft. All I caught was Renegade. RLI. So mm-hmm. Rene- Renegade is the is the uh, the uh, main name main name of the company, but. Uh, they had this Lycoming engine installed in it. It had these very nice-looking carbon fiber, natural carbon fiber plenums built up over the cylinders. And, and uh, say, you know, by the way, they'll, they'll manufacture those for just about any engine and any aircraft, air, any airframe. So that was, that was kind of interesting. So there, there's a lot of little innovative things like that going on out here. Um, I, I like the show. It's, it's small. It's very accessible. Um, and uh, you see a lot of interesting things. Yeah, and it's a beautiful day. Yeah, it's a beautiful day, a cloud in the sky. Yeah. So we'll be back on Saturday for the uh, for the meetup, and we'll talk with some of our listeners at that time, and uh, maybe catch some of the things that maybe we passed over this time. But uh, we'll see you next time. So this is uh, UCAP two seven zero Bravo from Sebring Airport and the uh, U.S. Sport Flying Expo. <laughs>